0: Absolutely. It depends on the uh, C.O.R. of the flagstick, so the Co-Vision Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to.
1: The Leave the Pin family would like to send its condolences out to the Dye family and the rest of the golf world, who is currently mourning the loss of one Pete Dye. I think the only solace that we can take in this situation is that he's finally back with his wife, Alice, and hopefully they're looking down at every single shot that you hit into the water and laughing a little bit. What we're doing tonight is we're going to resubmit, rehash one of our old podcasts that didn't transfer over to the to the new podcast hosting station. This was before the Players' Championship last year that Rory won. Scott did a quick nine dive into TPC Sawgrass, one of Dye's most, if you will, diabolical courses. Um, I love the way that, that Scott was able to get into kind of the players' minds and everyone that's played the course and give you a little bit about the history of the course, maybe some quirky things that you didn't know about. Some of the things that people don't know about Pete Dye is he was born in Ohio in 1925. He was the son of an amateur golf course designer and learned the game at a very early age. People don't realize what a good player Pete Dye was. competed in five U.S. Ams, a British amateur, and a U.S. Open. Finished tied with Arnold Palmer eight shots better than Jack Nicklaus that year. His true love turned out to be constructing golf courses, not actually playing them. Him and his wife Alice designed some of the greatest courses in the world, and you can thank Alice for the 17th hole at TPC Sawgrass. Alice was an excellent golfer as well. She played at Rollins College and set a path that is probably unmatched in terms of courses that you know and eye candy for most golfers. Now, some of that eye candy turns out to be visual tricks that Pete Dye was great at bulkheads, island greens, et cetera, et cetera. So, the next time you hit a ball in the water or it hits off one of the railroad ties, Look up to the heavens and just give a little wink. I know that Pete, Dye, and Alice are smiling down upon you and maybe cracking a little joke at your expense.
0: The year is 1978, and construction is about to begin on a new golf course with a unique concept. What was once swampland would become the first stadium course. A new idea in golf course architecture, which incorporated elements that enhanced the spectator experience along with three finishing holes specifically designed to bring dramatic moments that would be better than most. This is a Leave the Pin in Quick 9, and today I'll be sharing the history of TPC Sawgrass, home of the Players' Championship. The first Players' Championship was contested in 1974 at the Atlanta Country Club. Fittingly, the winner was one of the greatest players and champions the game has ever known, Jack Nicklaus. Jack would go on to win again in 1976, the last players to be played at rotating courses. The next five would be played at Sawgrass Country Club, which is about a mile from the tournament's current home. Jack won one of those, too. Dean Beeman, the PGA Tour commissioner at the time, played there in 1974 and decided that Sawgrass was the right place to host the tour's flagship event going forward. A few years later, the tour tried to buy Sawgrass, but their offer was refused. Beeman felt that in order to move the event to the next level, they had to have complete control of the venue, and thus the idea for TPC Sawgrass was born. Beeman hired a friend, Bob Dickinson, a two-time tour winner, to scout out property in the area. What he found was a 417-acre plot of snake-infested swampland. It was here that the PGA Tour chose to build its home course. The price was right, just one dollar. Despite the minimal cost, there were a number of players who were vocal about the Tour not needing to own and maintain courses. Beeman allowed the players to vote. When all was said and done, the vote was 100 to four in favor. Now with a green light, Beeman needed a design. For this, he turned to the designer of the course he felt set the standard for tournament golf at the time. The course was Harbortown. The designer, Pete Dye. Beeman called Dye personally to ask him to build the course. Pete's wife Alice thought it was a terrible idea. In her mind, the organized, efficient, and perfectionist Beeman was a bad match for Dye's style, and that Beeman would get in Dye's way. She was wrong. Pete would be given free rein. On his first trip to the site, Pete Dye stood in the only dry spot he could find and thought to himself, I don't think we'll ever finish this. Dye's next task was to draw up plans to show the bank in order to secure funding. Dye delivered the plans, the loan was given, and days later he was on site with project manager Vernon Kelly. Kelly brought out the plans Dye had delivered to the bank. Dye told him to put them away. He had no intention of ever using them. While Dye was given freedom, Beeman did have some ideas. In a conversation with Dye, he proposed three tough finishing holes. The holes would tempt players to play aggressively, but have severe punishments for bad shots. This, along with Dye's idea to have large mounds surrounding several holes, which would provide unobstructed views of players on the course, led to one of the most unique courses ever built at the time. In this day of computer-aided design, it isn't hard to imagine a course like TPC Sawgrass being designed and built. What is hard to imagine is that Dai drew out the plans for the course on the back of a placemat during that conversation with Beeman. Hastily drawn plans aside, construction was not without its challenges. The land was so inaccessible that the groundbreaking ceremony was held three miles up the road. Workers had to wear waders and snake boots. One worker got bit by a poisonous snake, and it took weeks for him to recover. At one point, Vernon Kelly fell into a pit that alligators were using to store rotting prey to consume later. (laughs) There was so much overgrowth that goats were brought in to clear the land by eating as much of it as they could. A special vehicle had to be used to travel around during the early months of construction. This vehicle was shot at frequently by locals, who were used to hunting on the land that is now TPC Sawgrass. At one point, Beeman asked Di if they were on schedule. Di told him yes. Di asked Kelly, can we get to the course yet? Meaning, do we have access to the land that the course was going to be built on? Di was told no. A ditch needed to be dug and filled in in order to bring heavy equipment into the course because the swamps were so deep. The result of all this craziness is nothing short of spectacular. A course that favors no particular style of play with no two holes in a row facing the same direction. TBC Sawgrass consistently finds itself on lists of top 10 courses in the U.S. and around the world. If you've been listening this whole time, you're probably thinking... When is he going to talk about how Pete Dye came up with the idea for the iconic 17th hole? Easily one of, if not the most recognizable holes in all of golf, the 17th is brilliant in both its simplicity and complexity of design. And it almost never happened. Pete's original plans called for a long, overland par 3, but they ran out of room. Where the par 3 was supposed to be was just a big hole in the ground. I was lost as to what to do, so he turned to his wife, Alice. They went out to look at the spot, and it was Alice that suggested the green could stay where it was, and that all they needed to do was fill in the big hole with water. Pete was stuck on it being a long hole with a small green that sloped towards the water in all directions. Alice and Beeman talked him out of it, and the hole was built as it exists today. Once construction was complete, a year later than originally planned, the 1982 Players Championship was the first to be played at its new home. Golf legends Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, and Gary Player were all on hand, and all three missed the cut. In the end, Jerry Pate won using an orange ball and celebrated by pushing Beeman and Die into the water on the 18th hole before diving in himself. Fun and games aside, the next year, Tom Watson's meeting with Beeman overshadowed 24-year-old Hal, be the right club today, Sutton's first players win. The meeting was to discuss a petition that 120 players had signed asking Beeman to make the course less punitive. Watson described the course as a chore to play. Nicholas, Craig Stadler, Hal Irwin and Ben Crenshaw joined in as vocal critics. In the end, Beeman agreed, and the slope of some of the greens was made less severe. Today, debate rages on about whether the Players' Championship is the fifth major, but there is little argument that TPC Sawgrass is a venue worthy of golf's best. It continues to challenge the world-class players that take it on annually to try to win one of golf's most prestigious, non-major championships.